Hey, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast with me, Rob Kosberg. Every week, I interview thought leaders and experts who have used the book to grow their income and their impact. So tune in weekly for these interviews so you can learn how to use your own best-selling book and go from hunting for clients and opportunities to instead being the hunted. Hey, welcome everybody. Rob Cosper here. I have a fantastic guest for you. Someone who is very well known. I think you're going to absolutely fall in love with. Um, glad to have JJ Virgin with us on the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. Uh, JJ is a celebrity fitness expert, four-time New York Times bestselling author, as well as bestselling author on all the other lists for a number of her other books. She's the CEO and founder of a company called Mindshare, which uh, brings together kind of the brightest minds in the field, and I'm really interested in that as well. Of course, you've been on everything. Good Morning America, Today's Show, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, and now Publish, Promote, Profit. I know. Now I've really made it. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I'm retiring after this. This is it. I've been waiting. put the cherry on top. Gosh, Rob, what does a girl have to do, man? (laughs) I had to move to Florida to get on your podcast. I love it. We were just talking about that. Both of us are refugees from the state of California and and very happy to (laughs) be living in Florida, and we have not uh-huh. brought any politics with us from California. No, we haven't. And we escaped before the exit tax hit. We did. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm excited about that. So really happy to have you on. You know, I, I have a, a number of things that I'm wondering about. I, I think some of them, you've heard these questions maybe a hundred times, and maybe you've, you've heard them all a hundred times, but you've been doing this a long time, and you've been doing it at like a really, really high level for a long time. And like, what honestly motivates you to continue doing what you're doing like you it's certainly not the money at this point uh it's it's something more than that can you maybe talk about that a little bit i'm actually more excited today about what i'm doing than i think i've ever been i love it and i I think we're actually really lucky so i've literally been doing this i was like how many years have i been doing this you know you start to say you're like whoa (laughs) you know what happened here and yeah 30 five plus years. Wow. And there's so much cool stuff. Like you look back to when I first started and I used TV as a medium back then because there wasn't really anything else. Right. Right. I mean, I was doing talks for three people in a pharmacy and then I was doing the local TV show. I was doing whatever I could. Wow. It's so different now with what you can do, which is good and bad because back then you got on TV and you were a famous celebrity. Now everyone can have their own TV channel and it's, you know, so noisy. It's a, it's so there's always the opportunities and then the challenges with it, but you know, having all of this stuff that there's constantly these new changes in marketing and what you're able to do. And then just there's new science. So in the field of nutrition, like I came out with a line 25 years ago, I think maybe 30, your body is in the bank account to chemistry lab, which at the time you would have thought I was saying, you know what, they're wrong. The earth is flat. And I was talking about how calories are not, you know, the only thing. And that if you want to lose weight, it's not about eating less and exercising more. And literally people thought I was crazy. Now it's kind of standard, actually not totally standard yet, which is shocking to me, but You know, just there's always new science. There's always cool new stuff. Mm. So there's new marketing stuff and new science. So it's it just keeps it 
keeps it fun and keeps the challenge alive. And I think also when you have a big, big mission out there, even from the start, you know, yes, at the very beginning, my biggest goal, my big mission was to not have to go live with my parents or have to get a job at an office, you right, know, right? <laughs> like right. that was my big, hairy, audacious goal. Do not get job at office. Don't have to wear a suit. But I graduated from college. I had a full-blown business in my final year of college. So that was never going to be an issue. But once you get past that point and you start to think about like, okay, what are the big things that I could do? Then the mission takes over, right? Mm-hmm gets, as you said, it's gets far past the money. And there's been plenty of times along the way where, I mean, literally I couldn't afford grapes for my kids. That was like a luxury, right? So this isn't like someone hit me with a little magic fairy wand and said, you are going to have this. I mean, right. this has been a long, bumpy road with a lot more skin knees than not. <laughs> right, right. I appreciate that. That's uh, that's real talk right there, right? Like uh, uh, from the original goal of having a business in general and, and not having to move back in with family after college mm-hmm. to now the bigger kind of picture and mission. Talk to me if you would, like I thought, you know, like the virgin diet, you talk about something that even today, probably today, it's a little bit more well-known, but it still isn't. You alluded to it. And that's the whole idea of like food intolerance. Like the issue is not so much calories in and ca- calories out, but there's like this food intolerance issue. How did you like come up with that. And like you said, it was a little bit of the world is flat kind of idea at that time. So you were standing all by yourself, I think, on that pedestal. So it's interesting. They've used elimination diets in medicine for decades, decades and decades. They're really clunky and, you know, hard to follow. And they never made a whole lot of sense to me. But the outcomes could be pretty amazing, but they're hard to do. I was working with a company and I was using lab testing, some very specific kind of different novel lab testing and teaching doctors how to use these labs in their practice. And one of the labs was a food sensitivity test. And so I was teaching doctors and literally going in the practice and showing them how to do it where patients would walk in and they complain of gas and bloating and joint pain and headaches and fatigue, and they'd have autoimmune diseases and they couldn't lose weight, but that was kind of a, oh, by the way. And we would do this food sensitivity test. Now this didn't test for gluten intolerance. We did that in another way. But basically what I discovered from the test was that the same foods always showed up and they were at the top of the list were dairy and eggs. And the next level were soy, corn, and peanuts. And so what would happen is the test would take three weeks to come back. During that time, we were just sitting there waiting. Well, I thought, you know what? It's always those foods. Gluten was another test and it always showed up. And plus it created the leaky gut, the food intolerance that was happening. So I thought, I'm just going to pull those foods out. And while they're waiting, what the heck, right? Didn't dawn on me at the time. Well, why don't you just skip the test altogether? That came later. (laughs) But I pulled those foods out. They would come back in three weeks to get their test results. And they'd be like, I feel amazing. (laughs) Their joint pain was gone. Their headaches were gone. The brain fog was gone. And the average person was losing seven pounds in the first week. And I mean, over and over, like hundreds of people doing this. And then I decided, you know, I'm going to do this without the test and see what happens. And lo and behold, I'm getting just as good of results. They're feeling great. And then after three weeks, since they've had time to feel what feeling good really feels like, I go, all right, now let's test back the foods and you see how you feel. You connect the dots. You become your own health detective, your own nutritionist. Yeah. And so then I thought, well, I'll do this online. I'll do this myself. So I did it as an online program. The only challenge was 
I hadn't pulled out sugar because sugar wasn't something you'd have a, this type of a food sensitivity or food intolerance to, but sugar was creating a lot of the leaky gut problems that were leading to it. And boy, if you don't pull sugar out and you pull the other foods out, guess what people eat? Sugar. sugar. So, <laughs> so it's like, so that's where it became, it, it started as drop six foods. It moved to drop seven foods, which is actually a way cooler title tagline yeah, yeah, yeah. than drop six, right? Drop six foods, just six days lose six pounds isn't quite as sexy. So it works out really well. Never a good combination. No, it's just not good. Just bad, bad, bad. So anyway, it just was crazy how it all worked so well. And then my agent, I had an agent, I was on a TV show called Freaky Eaters at the time. And she's like, you've got to write a book. And I go, I want to write a book about weight loss resistance and all the things that get in the way of you losing weight and cause you to gain weight. And I was, you know, thyroid and insulin resistance and toxins and genetics. And she's like, just write that food, that food intolerance thing. And I'm like, but that's only one thing. And she goes, just do that simple message. And she got me out of my own way. I credit the majority of my success in life in being coachable. Nice. Uh, find the smartest person and listen to them. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Like it. you can iterate later, but the very first thing that I always do, like when I did my first book launch, I worked with Brendan Burchard yeah. and I coached with him personally. He told me exactly what to do. I did exactly what he told him to do. I did not think I knew better. Right. I didn't go do it. I just duplicated what he told me to do. And guess what? I got the same results as him. Beautiful. After that, I could iterate, right? Because i had had the ideas. I saw where I could make things a little bit better for my market. And I did. And after that, I totally innovated. But I think where people go wrong is they see something, they haven't tried it, and they think that yeah. they can do it better without having actually even done it themselves, right? Right, right. Oh, I love that. Being coachable. The whole food intolerance thing that you talked about and that, you know, kind of seven over seven days. I've read through your book. It has thousands of positive reviews. It wasn't your first book. In mm -mm. fact, I think you did a book just the year before. It wasn't uh, even my second book. It wasn't even your second book. <laughs> no, because the, the, well, I did a book the year before, but then I did a book the year before that. That is a really important lesson because the first book I ever did, I was dating someone and my little hackle should have gone up. At the very beginning, Rob, because I remember when I was first meeting him, and at the time I'd done this show called You Are What You Eat. It was going to be an ABC prime TV show. It was a pilot. Well, it never ends up airing. And he's watching that and he goes, you know, as a screenwriter, he goes, oh my gosh, I could sell all this. And he's like, let's write a book. And I go, okay, right? Super green. Never had worked with an attorney, blah, blah, blah. Right. So he has me sign a contract. I don't pay any attention. It's 50-50. The contract basically gives him 50% of anything I do for the rest of my life. What? Oh, my gosh. Right. Well, you know what? I learned a very important lesson early in the game, right? So I sign it. We write the book. I get a book deal from one of the people I spoke for at the time was HCI. They did Chicken Fruit Soup for the Soul. They offered a book deal. He at the time said, you know, I don't want to do that. Let's self-publish. What was really interesting was because of that, one of my other friends said, you should go sit down with Dr. Joe Mercola. He's doing a lot of cool stuff like this too. Yeah. He might be able to give you some advice. So I went to dinner with Joe and Joe said, JJ, the money is in the list. And I'm like, Joe, what list are we talking about? Because I need one. <laughs> now, I've been on Dr. Phil for two years. That little box you put on your website, mm -hmm. I didn't have one on there. Right. So right. there was no money in a list because there was no list. So he said, what you need to do is read the four-hour work week. I read the four-hour work week 
I think there must be a hidden chapter or two that I missed because I was like, I worked 80 hours a week. Yeah. I was like, what have I missed here, Tim? But in that book, he talked about Dan Kennedy. I love Dan Kennedy. I Me went too. and started studying him, right? And what was interesting is I'm going and listening to Dan Kennedy stuff again, and he was doing an interview with this gal, Allie Brown. And Allie Brown, I was like, oh, finally, a woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not a guy with the yeah. weird, bushy sideburns, you know? And I was like, she's like me. So I end up going to her event, signing up for her mastermind. And, you know, that is where a whole lot of this stuff happened was, you know, just getting into a mastermind, making decisions about like, you know, the first book I did, I did when I was in her mastermind. And I remember thinking, this is going to be a New York Times bestseller. The whole way the book happened was I was at her mastermind and I'm known for my arms and I was at her mastermind and sleeveless and someone for the 50,000th time was like, where did you get your arms? Instead of being, you know, like saying the same old thing, I was at a business event and I thought, oh my gosh, this is my book. And I went, I should do six, like literally, I should do six weeks of sleeveless and sexy. I called my then manager. He sent a book proposal writer to my hotel. We wrote it. I went to New York a week later. I sat down at Simon & Schuster for lunch with this woman, took off my jacket. She said, I want it. (laughs) Love it. Now, I learned a lot from that because that's not how you sell a book. Like you don't take the first offer. It was $50,000. I literally was walking down the streets in New York City thinking I made it. I remember like, oh my gosh, I'm in New York City. I have a book deal. I'm not knowing that that like when a book publisher gives you that minuscule amount of money that they're just kind of kind of taking that deal off the table so no one else will get it and they're not going to put any time or effort into it. Right, right. So it was a really challenging thing, but I kind of, to me, it was perfect. It was my training wheels. And I learned a whole lot from that book as to what not to do. And when I did the Virgin Diet, I mean, we did everything right. We did an auction. We got a great advance. I put all that events into marketing. I hired Brendan Burchard. I did a public television show. I just was like, now I'm going to do it right. Love it. it. (laughs) Right. I mean, that was not by accident. Like, that's the thing. People, I will have people, Rob, they'll go, they'll ping me and they go, hey, can we talk? And I go, sure. And they'll say, I really want to do a New York Times bestseller. And I'm like, huh, why? Right. It's like, why? But then, and then they'll say, and they'll say, and I've got a book coming out. So can you help me with that New York Times bestseller? I go, when's your book coming out? They go, next week. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm writing a book that's coming out November 2022. I am working on the marketing now. Wow. Wow. Yes. It is the first thing that I did with it was outline the marketing. Because if you don't have a way to market a book, if there's not an audience for it, like, Guess what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and this is you speaking. You have a large list now. You have a tremendous following, and yet you still need to prepare that far in advance, you know, for your book to be as big hey, as you people want are to be. fickle. Yeah. Like you're only as good as your last thing. Right. Just because I have a list doesn't mean that they're gonna buy this book. True. Like it's yeah. gotta fit in with what they need. It's gotta be important for them. So, and you know what? They could all leave tomorrow if I wasn't showing up and taking care of them. So, right. Right. you know, like you have to, if you're gonna create a community, you have a responsibility to that community and you have to keep showing up and showing up and showing up, Yeah. right? And, yeah. you know, one big book doesn't like set you, it can make the difference in your brand forever, but it doesn't set you up for the rest of your life, right? right? It yeah. doesn't mean your brand's gonna stay alive for the rest of life if you publish a book and then go hide in a cave. Right. Same with one big TV appearance or even a TV show or any of those things. Right. Same exact idea. Right. I mean, I was on Dr. Phil for two years. People don't 
every week. People don't remember that. Right. Isn't they that remember amazing? last week. Wow. <laughs> Good thing you eventually put that little box on the bottom of the website. Right? I know. <laughs> hey, let me ask you about another book. I think it's the most recent one you did, but I could be wrong. And I actually started reading it, which Warrior uh, Mom. With Kleenex? No, Warrior Mom, yeah. Right. Did you uh, take Kleenex by your side? Because you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have three boys. I've been married 30 years. And um, I can't imagine what you must have gone through. Uh, for those that don't know, you know, your son was in a hit and run accident. He was hit. And, uh, and yeah, when he the, was crossing the street, um, yeah. a couple weeks before the Virgin Diet was coming out, that's not in the book because no. my publisher goes, if we put that in the book, no one's going to believe any of this. Right. So the real backstory is I published the Virgin Diet sitting at bedside with my son in a coma. Wow. So that, but I will tell you when your son's bedside, you know, when I'm sitting bedside, my son's in a coma and I am committing to him that I'm going to do whatever it takes to get him to be 110%. The book being successful is no longer optional, right? right. It was like, right. all right. My friends were like, Allie Brown said, oh, now I know what you're going to do. Like, yeah. only, you know, like, I'm like, damn straight. Like this book is going to help my son because, you know, eight years to get him back. Wow. This was 13 fractures, torn aorta, multiple brain bleeds, deep coma. Like he had to start all over again. Wow. Everything. He had to learn how to talk, how to read, how to walk, everything. Incredible. So, you know, that takes a lot of time, energy. I have uh, his dad's like the most amazing saint ever. Um, wow. But how the, is Grant now? How, it, Grant is. Grant name. is great. Grant's in Florida too. And um, good. He is. The only thing I really notice now is some memory stuff, but I'm pushing him now on that because he'll go yeah. ask dad. I'm like, I'm asking you. You know, don't don't ask me to ask dad. You've got this. So, you know, he's doing really well. But my agent went through all this with me, of course. Brendan Burchard went through all this with me. He flew wow. in to help me with the book launch. And, you know, when we get all through this, my agent starts pestering me about this book. And I go, I don't want to write that book. Because mm. you have to write this book. She actually had already named it Miracle Mindset. And, and that's an interesting story for an author because it published versus Miracle Mindset. I just never liked that title. It didn't fit for me. And it's interesting because Grant's name means warrior. Uh, and, but, you know, and I said to him early on in the hospital when I discovered that, I go, Grant, you're a warrior, you know. And I was doing an interview with Dr. Mark Hyman for Broken Brain, the documentary. And they said, you know, we had to have you on. You're such a, you know, warrior mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is the title of the book. I kept looking for that. There it is. Wow. And I told the publishers, I go, we have to change this. This is the book. Yeah. So, yeah. And they let you do it. That's amazing. They let me do it. Yeah. yeah. Very right. Clear. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's an important thing too. Titles matter <laughs> a yeah. lot. Yeah. Covers and titles do. I, I don't know. You know, it's sad uh, to me. It didn't look like the book had quite the audience that I thought it should have. It uh, really hasn't had the audience. But here's what I will tell you about that book that's interesting. Tell me. Um, I think there's a couple lessons in there. Number one, I'm a diet book author. I'm yeah. in the pigeonholed place of the diet book author. Right. That's how people see me. However, that book will have the longevity. And it's interesting. That book actually gets me more speaking engagements. No kidding more recognition. So even though the other books are the books that have sold way more copies, have yeah. way more ratings, everything else, that book is the book that gets me. That book, you know, we do not connect on, wow, I'm following that diet, you're following that diet. We connect from those places of total vulnerability, you know, right. our humanity, our wounds. And that book 
made shifted everything for me out there in the world. So it's wow, it's wow. the story I, I tell. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I want to hear more about that because you know I obviously I talk to my authors about this. The average author, even someone that has a successful business, doesn't have the platform that that you had coming into it. Doesn't have two years on Doctor Phil and and the various other things, and yet. It's amazing what they can do when they write the correct book. And that's Mm -hmm. really what you're saying right now. So what kind of doors did it open? How has it changed, you know, opportunities for you? You already had a lot of opportunities, but what has it done beyond that? You know, it's interesting, though, like I've spoken to a lot of brain injury associations, which is obviously kind of a pet project now, right? Yeah. But I think if someone's looking at, gosh, I want to have a health speaker, and they're looking at other health speakers and they're looking at me and they've read that other book, I get chosen. Right. When they hear that story, like when I'm going to do a health talk now, I always weave that story in because, you know, what the real important thing there, and when I was out with the Virgin Diet the first couple of weeks in the hospital, as I'm getting ready to do the launch, I thought, you know what, this is way bigger than I realized. Mm. Like I'm so used to being in the diet world and people going, oh, I'll start tomorrow. You know, and I thought, Gosh, I walked into this situation with Grant where I'm under the most tremendous amount of stress you could possibly be under. And I walked in with my health at 100%. Mm. And what if I'd been one of those people saying, I'll start tomorrow, and I hadn't been at the peak of my game to be able to handle that level of stress? And I just realized this is so much more important. And that, you know, if you're saying you're going to start tomorrow, we never know. We all know we're going to have challenges. Right. You don't get to pick when they are. Right. I mean, if this last year has shown us anything, like you better build your resilience muscle, right. you know, right. and you better stay super healthy because the people who are healthy at their ideal body weight, you know, taking vitamin D are in far better place than the people who weren't, who are waiting till tomorrow to start their program. Right. Totally agree. I wonder about, you know, so much of what you just shared, of course, has to do with you know, physical, mind, health, you must have struggled with some resentment, some emotional stuff. I mean, I just think what I would, how I would feel about one of my sons, you know, going through that. Well, you don't come across to me as anything but a really positive, amazing person. And most people that, you know, have a lot of hate and anger and resentment in the heart, you can tell that pretty fast. So I guess I'm asking, how did you deal with with that? When I was 30, I had a mentor. And I thought she was going to teach me how to be successful in business. And I actually sold my personal training business in LA, dropped out of doctoral school, moved in with her in Florida. That's when I moved to Fort Lauderdale. Wow. And she did not teach me for six months. She didn't teach me business. She taught me mindset. And everything that, you know, she started with rubber bands on my wrist. She says, anytime you have a limiting belief, snap your wrist, say cancel, cancel. The only limitations are the limitations in your mind. That was so ingrained in me that when they gave Grant a 0.25% chance of making it, it was like, well, that's not zero. I only saw the 0.25. You know, I told him he'd be 110%. The nurses and the doctors kind of looking at me like mom's crazy. And uh, when they came in and said, we're just trying to get him so he could potentially walk again, I go, treat him like he got Kobe Bryant in this bed. Like you wouldn't be saying that to him. So I'd so, that was so who I was and it was so who my kids were that that's just how we knew to be, right? And it's interesting because when I went to sell Miracle Mindset to the publishers, they're like, yeah, but you're not a mindset author. I go, every book that I write, if you really read the books, the first thing I talk about is that you have to see it to believe it 
you have to believe it to see it and you have to believe it first in your mind. You have to actually be able to see it in your mind's eye, right? You have to be so clear on who your future self is and actually feel into that right now and be there and then start putting those all that mindset in place to do it. So that was all that, you know, that's how I've lived this entire time. Yeah. Were there times when I got frustrated? Yes, but I didn't actually, I wasn't resentful. Hmm. There were a couple of times I got really scared because you know, there was no clear idea that he was going to make it sometimes. I mean, he he nearly died multiple times. Like wow. there was no indicator. And even as I was writing Warrior Mom, there were a couple times in there where he tried to kill himself, which is really common with the brain injury. And I thought, wow, I'm writing a book that might have a really hmm. different ending. But I realized that book was not about my son making it. My The book was about how you show up through difficult times. Wow. And that was so ingrained in me that it, it wasn't something I had to think about. And that's super important because if you, during a difficult time, have to start thinking, okay, now what do I need to do for my mindset? You're screwed. You know, right. <laughs> like, right. like you got to do it now, right? Yeah. Wow. I just love talking to you. This is awesome. I mean, I, I'm kind of choked up listening to you talk about your son having boys myself. I know what it's like. And, you know, I guess just congratulations. I mean, I'm really happy for you, obviously happy for your success. But more than that, just the mindset that you had to get your son healed and, and healthy and, you know, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see another Thank chapter you. to that as well, which will be kind of cool. So that's probably a good place for us to end. I mean, where can I send people? You obviously have the Mindshare uh, so Mindshare is our group for healthcare professionals okay. who are building their brands. Okay. So if, if they're docs and health experts great. out there listening, um, I also have a great thing I did on how to do a book, which I'm happy to give to you that you can share with them. Oh, I love that. Yes. So I can give you that link. That's an easy one. It's ms365.io forward slash book. I do a lot of teaching on like, you know, just how to all the things that I've done to yeah. use books to build my brand. Yeah. You know, consumer side is jjvirgin.com. Yeah. Fantastic. Can you give that one link one more time and we'll put it in the show notes, the one sure. the book? MS for Mindshare, uh-huh. 365.io forward slash book. Fantastic. Good. Thank you so much, JJ. So so great to be with you. Thanks for- Thank you. Come visit. Yeah. You know what? You're not that far. I'll absolutely do that. And when you're in St. Augustine, you know, if you ever take a horse-drawn carriage ride, you're going to go buy my house twice. (laughs) How fun. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you. See ya. Bye.